Welcome back, beautiful people, to another episode of Redefine Beautiful. I'm your host, Faith, and today I have Ada here with me. She is a soul-centered transformational coach, and me and her share a lot of the same beliefs, and I wanted to bring her on because she has such a great perspective. Now, I've had the privilege of meeting her in person, and she is amazing. We've become such good friends, so I'm so excited to kind of have her on here, share her story. We are going to be talking about her body image journey, what she did through healing that led her to unconditional acceptance and confidence. So I feel like that's something we all want. And so Ada's really going to help us kind of share how she got to that point and things that you can do to help yourself get there as well. So Ada, if you want to go ahead and take the floor and kind of dive into your story and share a little bit more about who you are and all that fun stuff. Oh, hi. Hello. And thank you for having me. I'm so excited. It's been a long time coming. We've been planning this for a while. So I'm really excited to be here and share. Body image is such a huge part of my story. And that's why I'm so passionate about that. That's what I do when I'm working with people is working through insecurities and, co- and working on confidence and really getting yourself to a very, very happy spot because there was a point in my life where that happy wasn't fully true. Um, and, and body image was a big part of it. I mean, you know, like just the fitness and the nutrition industry is such a tough spot to navigate, uh, especially when you're navigating by yourself that, a lot of the times that I see and a lot of the times the things that were true for my story was that you dive in so deep into and on that seemingly confident, you know, journey that you, 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 it starts off with a small goal of trying to lose some weight. And then all of a sudden, like you blink and you're in the deepest and most insecure parts of your life. And it's just digging yourself out. Um, and finding out what really that, and I say unconditional because there's confidence can be conditional. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more, but really finding that unconditional, true and, and just inherent confidence um, that, that really opened my eyes, my, my, my journey opened my eyes that that is possible. And I feel so honored to have experienced that and now to, to be a coach, to lead people and to guide and show them that, that, that happiness and that confidence is possible because it's something that we're all looking for. I think, I don't, I think there is, you know, a majority of people are looking for that. There are missing something in their life. And, and it's such a passion of mine to talk about that. And again, body image is a huge thing for me because it did start with a, a weight loss journey for me. It, it did start with the innocent goal of, you know, it it's January 2017. And I remember it's like January 17th, 2017 was like where my fitness journey started, when it really started. Because it had so many points before right. that it started, right? And then, you know, college happened and then the working happened and then all of these things. So, um my journey really started on, on in 2017 with the innocent, the most innocent goal of losing some weight because, you know, first year of working and you have all of the free time and you have all of this. Yeah. <laughs> You're an adult and you can do whatever you want. 
Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, you know, like weight gain happened and that's fine. And I remember like 2017 was both like one of the highest and the lowest years of my life. And it started at a really low period. Um, because I, it, I did go into my weightless journey. I did learn everything from Instagram. I navigated the deep and rough waters of the fitness industry on social media by myself. Uh, I learned about everything about macro counting. I learned everything about, you know, like deficits and, and all of these things. And it, it was such a quick spiral into a perfectionist, a perfectionist hole. Um, it's so true. It was, it was like six. Okay. So it was, I started in January and to a lot of people, I could, I could say, I could say that I achieved my goal by like June because I was not only doing like, um, circuit training but I was also I decided it's like okay I'm gonna start off with a bang and I'm also gonna train for a marathon so not only I was like running but also doing circuit training yeah you were doing all the things I was while I was in a very heavy deficit <laughs> so I yeah. was not knowing how to do it I like downloaded my fitness ball and um put myself on like I don't know between 1400 to 1700 calories being a 5'10 person. But that is better than a lot of people who come in hard with like, I'm going to eat 1200 calories or a thousand calories. So I'm going to give you a little bit of credit there because it could be worse. That's true. Now from like my standpoint, looking back, like 1600 calories, like what the hell were you thinking, girl? Like, yeah, no, I'm it's, with you on that. Like, I can't survive on that now. <laughs> that's, that's like dinner and a snack. Come on. Fast forward to six months. Like I achieved my goal, like to the outside world and to, I mean, honestly to myself, like I achieved my goal of weight loss. Like I got shredded. Like I, okay, you can't, yes, I got tiny. Let's put it that way. Like I got tiny right. um, because I wasn't lifting. I wasn't like, you know, doing anything that would actually help my muscles right so I got really really small and and it was both the most fake confident and the most insecure time of my life like that's what started the next six to 12 months were one of like the darkest months when it comes to my body image and it's crazy to think about because again onto the outside world I lost like 20 30 pounds I was probably you know again I'm 5'10 so I think I hit like 130 on the scale which is me yeah Uh, (laughs) it is and especially with your height like not good not good not good and like I look at the pictures of myself then and I was like holy crap like how did I not disappear and both like I was really proud of myself and I was getting the same validation from the outside world Right of oh my god, you lost so much weight. You look so good. Look at right. you go. Like I didn't know that. Like you know, like people at work, even when they'd see me work out, because that was the time of like posting your workouts on your stories all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. Like oh my god, I didn't know. Like that's what you look like. Like what a great job. Um, I was the health nut of the office. You know, it's like whatever desserts would come over. Like oh, I was not gonna eat that. You know, like. Like, no, you're gonna not going to touch that. Or on the flip side, like, oh, girl, live a little, right? Because I was making decisions that felt right. good to me at the time. 
Um, I was really proud of fitting into like size two to four. <laughs> and that validation was coming from everywhere. And I was putting the same message out. Like I was on social media back then. So I was putting the same right. message out, right? It's like, look how confident I am. Look how happy I am. Like I'm finally feeling myself. While, all the while that was this, that summer, I was really excited about that summer because I was like, I'm going to be really confident in a bikini, right? I'm going to finally wear it. Right. And, and I wore it and sort of owned it. But also, I those were that that period of time, that summer into that fall, was when I started nitpicking my body very, very hard. I was noticing the things that were not perfect. I was, I remember t- looking at my stomach and wondering why it looks the way it looks and why it's not going to change. And I literally remember thinking, I hate you for not changing, right? right? Looking at my body, looking at the structure of my hips and, and saying like, why won't you change? Why won't you look different? I've, I've come so far and yet this is not changing. But I think that's the biggest thing is like when we're doing all these things, these things yeah. that we think we're doing right, like we're eating, a quote right. again, right. We're doing the workouts. We're fully invested. And we're like, why isn't my body changing the way, like you mentioned hip, like we can't change the way our hips are structured, but we don't know that going into it. Like, you know, and I always tell my clients when they say stuff like that, I say hips don't lie. They are our hips. (laughs) Those are your hips. Like you can't change. But when you start out, you don't, you don't know that you don't think about things like that. You're like, I'm doing all the right things. Why isn't my body looking the way I want it to look if I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing? And so that's where we really start to hone in. Just like you said, like your story could not be more the same as mine. So I just had to point that out. Like, it's just, I feel like it happens to everyone. It's like you get so deep, like you were saying, so deep into it. So deep, so deep. And it's so dark. And and again, like I, my body wasn't doing what I was imagining it's going to do. You know, again, social media, heavy influence. This is how I want to look like. This is how what I should look like. And it's not happening also because I was a cardio bunny. Like, right. It's not going to happen <laughs> when you're a cardio bunny. We've all been there. We've all been there. Um, but also there was nothing for my body to change from anymore and I you had nothing left yeah <laughs> I had nothing left like literally my boobs were to a minus my my ass <laughs> was like negative there was nothing <laughs> to change yeah and yet in my brain the body dysmorphia turned on like that's you know a year later I finally realized that that's what it was that was body dysmorphia seeing things that weren't existing seeing things that that only my brain saw. And it like that next year, I mean, I went, I finally got sick of macro tracking at one point, I think like post marathon, I was like, I'm over it. I, I started, I, I, I walked off of cardio and I started, that's when my lifting journey started as well. And I started to eat, but at the same time, I then went on to the whole 30 and that was done in a, it was a great experiment for me, but it wasn't healthy for me either. Like I remember, right. I remember pictures and like, as I look back at my photos now in my face, it was so great. There was like no color to it. Like it was, it was, yeah. it was sad. It was, it was, it was, it was screaming, sad. help me. It yeah, was it, screaming, help me. I was so me. pale, like just, it was so sad. 
Um, but hindsight is twenty twenty. So in the moment, you might not have noticed. And I correct. think that happens a lot. Yes. It does happen I, a lot. I think, and I don't have a resentment towards my journey at all. Because at any, at either point, um, well, do I wish I knew better maybe at the beginning? Yes. But at the same time, I wouldn't be where I am today without that story. And, right. And, and I feel like you couldn't share that with other people who are in it because if you've never truly been in it like you can tell me these things all day long but if you haven't experienced what I've experienced I'm like how can you relate to what I'm going through you know what I mean so while I hate that happened to you your story is kind of that stepping stone to to build that trust with other people and say listen I'm doing great now but I wasn't always this way yeah yes and and I think like every single step in my journey, it was macro tracking, it was whole 30, it was paleo obsession, it was, it was crying because I couldn't fit, because I remember on Friday nights, I would sit at night and plan out my recipes so that I could go grocery shopping on Saturday and I would cry if I couldn't, like, I would put them in my fitness spot, you know, like the puzzle. Right, you're like, and it's not working. Yes, and it's not working. I can't find it. It's not hitting the macros. And then on Sundays, I would spend literally a whole day cooking every single meal from scratch because I love it. And I mean, it does, like, it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner so that I don't have it for the entire week. Was it helpful? Yes. Do I want to ever go back to a Sunday where I'm cooking from eight to five? No, <laughs> never. No. Never do I want to do that. Don't um, do it. I've, I've learned a lot of great recipes, but that was like <laughs> in that and like a paleo obsession and and a walking obsession. That was another. I think that was like summer of 2018. I got so obsessed with walking and steps that my family came over for the summer. And I would literally come from work and I was like, if I don't have 20,000 steps, then it's going to be a disaster. And I would go and walk my dogs for like an hour and a half to two hours after work, after not seeing my family, not seeing my husband. Right. And like missing out on all that time. And like my husband thinks we talk about that time sometimes with my husband and he's like, you were gone. You were not there. Right between the tracking and the obsessions, and and he it's he a full time job. It is a full time job. Like working at working out at four thirty in the morning, and then walking for like three hours a day, right? right? And then meal prepping and crying when I when I'm going on a trip and I can't meal prep, all because yeah. I needed my body, like I needed my body to look a certain way. I needed to keep my body a certain way. I needed to be small like eventually I started you know lifting and like all of a sudden like muscles started popping out there was another like fake confident time in my life (laughs) right because it felt confident but at the same time if anything changed god forbid like you just you're just like mentally couldn't handle it yeah mentally couldn't handle it like I had to stay in that moment and and it was hard it was hard because I, I was gone I missed out on there was so much anxiety and so much stress and literally so much hate for for my body and just it doing things and not doing things and being first it was, you know, doesn't look good enough. Then it was it's not strong enough. Right? It's the same story. Like that body image isn't necessarily was just tied to image. It was also tied to this the strength then. It's like, okay, strong, not skinny. 
<laughs> that's it. That's a right. trap. That's another trap. It's like if you're yeah. not strong You're literally enough. just changing one for the other. You're yeah. not saying, okay, well, I'm learning something here. You're just, you're exchanging that yes. one thing for the next thing. Right. And why? Because for me, validation is everything. Like, and I know right. that. About I think that's a human now. thing. That's a it's human a, thing, truly, human. though. It is a human thing, right? We all People can say they don't need it, but it does feel good. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it comes back again to what you were saying that, that false confidence is yeah. that, you know, somebody's saying like, whatever you're doing, it looks great. You look great. And then you're like, Oh, I'm doing the right thing. I got to keep doing it. Yes. Yes. And it was, I want to point that out because it's, it's such a, uh, and we talked about it in the workshop that, you know, yeah. what you see on social media, right. Is that confident, happy people. When I was doing it, I not, when I was doing it back then, I was putting out the message that I'm confident and happy because I needed people to validate that I am allowed yeah, and say, to be you confident. should be. Yeah. Yes, like look at you being happy. I'm like, okay, I'm okay to be happy. Like this is like I look right. good enough to be happy. I am performing well enough to be happy and confident. So it was like, yes, give me the validation so I know I can be confident. Right. Yeah. So I was putting a confident and happy message, but it, it wasn't because I was confident and happy. It's because I had right. It's because you, you want people me. to think you're, yeah, yes. you, I want I, you to think I'm that way. So you praise me for being that yes. way. And it's just this vicious cycle. It's. Mm, yes. yes. Versus, and it was like this pressure to put out that message too. Like I needed mm -hmm. to put it out because without it, I didn't know how to feel confident and happy. Yeah. Right. Versus now my, I could care less. I couldn't care less about saying that I'm con like, look at me confident and happy. Yeah. Right. Because it's not a forefront thought. It's not something that I'm worried about. It's not something that I need that validation from. Yeah. And I think that's like a warning sign for everybody looking at social media thinking, you know, oh, this person looks confident and happy. This is what they look like. This is how they live their life. I need to replicate that you don't know that they're actually feeling that way. And whatever, even if they truly are happy and confident, what makes them happy and confident might not be what makes you happy and confident. Mm -hmm. You have to find what what it is that makes you feel that way. And instead of saying, oh, well, she looks this way, I got to do exactly what she's doing because we're all so very different. Yeah, and, uh, and I also want to say, like, like I said, each part of my journey I am grateful for and it felt good in the moment. So it's not right. a wrong thing to like go paleo or, you know, go whole 30. No, we're not saying like that at all. Life. Right. It's just, yeah. just the, not, the more my journey evolved and there was that point and I don't even remember what year it was. I know in 2019, I finally learned to let everything go because it was the year of, I was doing my master's degree online. I was working full time and I was planning a wedding. There was no freaking way that I could keep up with all of the steps and workouts and right. like everything. And it was like the pivotal year where it shifted me to let it go. Let it let go. go and you're gonna be fine because I couldn't keep it up. Like you can't. Um and like sometime around that point I remember there was a day where I looked in the mirror and you know, all of this regular thoughts of like nitpicking and, 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 and body checking came up and, and I was like, I'm, I'm over this. 
I'm done. Like I realized how, like I looked back in that moment in my journey of like how dark it was and how much of a hole it was and how unhappy I really was. And I'm like, I'm done. Like, I don't want to live that way. And I remember putting out a post. Um, I don't even remember what the post said, but I think it was me realizing that I'm over this. And I used the hashtag find your happy because I was like, I need to find my happy again because it got freaking lost. Because this ain't it. This ain't it. I I lost it. I was lying. Like I was sort of lying to myself because that confidence and happiness that I was feeling was not unconditional. And that's the big part is that it was so reliant on not just how my body looks like, but also what the people are saying. Exactly. And at the end of the day, I know, and it's going to be so easier said than done, but at the end of the day, who cares what other people think about your body? Yeah. Who cares? But I know that it's not something that you're just going to wake up one day and be like, I don't care what people say about my body. I definitely believe that's going to take some time and some working through. But once you get to that point, freedom. Yeah, I know. Freedom. Yes. And, and, and that was the journey, right? It was, we're what, 2013. So let's say it was about like end of 2018. So it's been five years in the making almost, right? Right. Like of, it of, does take time. It does. And every single year since then has unlocked a different sense of confidence. It, yes. Like I, at the end of 2019, I felt, oh, this is what confidence is. At the end of 2020, I was like, oh, this is what confidence is. At the end of 2021, right. I was like, oh, no, this is what confidence And it just keeps unlocking and unlocking but and I think, just growing. Yeah, you're growing. Exactly. It's, yeah. not, it's not that that didn't make you confident. It's that you're just becoming more confident. And more yes. things are happening and more things start to fall into place. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, it's definitely not like it didn't not make you confident what you were doing wasn't. It's just you're building upon it. And I think that's so beautiful to like see you go through that. And now I wasn't there at the beginning of your journey, but I have seen you over the years. And I agree. Like I see you get more and more confident. And when I first met you, I was like, this is a confident person. Um, but I do see that with each, you know, passing year, you just, you grow more into yourself. Mm-hmm. That, does that make sense? It, that, it does. Like it, it's a journey yes, of confidence, but it, truly it's a journey of finding yourself again because you get lost to fitness. You get lost to nutrition and all of a sudden you become the health nut or the one that walks or, you know, the strong one or the one that lifts or the one that runs marathons, right? And you you uphold that identity and you feel the pressure to keep upholding that identity, you know? Um, and it can feel scary to let that go in order to, to find who you truly are, right? So it's been a journey of, of finding, like, who I am, like, the... Like finding my joy and not letting um, the pressures of other people's opinions. And I think that's a, it is easier said than done, right? Because it's such For a sure. deep rooted belief. And that was a big part of my journey. And I think especially last year going through like the, the, the really big healing year that, I, that I've had a very big challenging year for feelings and beliefs and all that other stuff <laughs> that's right that's right that that, that, that was last year so it, re, it even more elevated everything but just allowing yourself to know like it's okay to care what other people think and there isn't anybody that doesn't right it's even right. If you can't like, fully let that go yeah 
And that's okay. I mean, that's how we're wired. We wired, we're wired for love. We're wired for validation. We're wired to, to be afraid of judgment. You know, like yes. it, we it, want to be accepted. Right. It's norm. Like there isn't anybody that doesn't want to be accepted. So it's, it's, it's normal to fear that it's, it's normal to fear rejection and, and judgment. And it, can feel so I think part of the big part of the reason why I was so afraid to let go of my smaller body in order to you know step up into myself is because I wanted to feel seen I wanted to feel more validated I wanted to like clap back and I still do like <laughs> once it's yeah like, like I still want I want somebody to tell me I'm doing a good job okay nothing wrong with that yeah tell me what is it love me tell me I'm pretty or something um, yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I need that still. I, like, I'm gonna so be okay if you don't give it to me. But it does still make you feel good. Like, yeah. that's just how we are as people. Like, yeah. So and like, that was a I big part of me not wanting to let go of my body or not wanting to re- let go of working out is because I was like, oh, but then, like, I don't get that. Right. I'm not yeah. going to get that. And it feels good. And it's addicting almost to like get that validation. It is. And, and it is though. Right. Yeah. Like even if like it, it elevates your confidence in a sense. Right. Because it's, it's like, oh my it God, does. I can't get enough. And it's scary to let that go. And it, it that was a big shift for me. It's just to start even on like presence wise on social media, start pulling that back and not putting my body out there and not putting my lips down. I still do it, but you know, I still brag about myself. But it's different. It's coming from a different place now. You know, it's not that validation. Sometimes it's so you can be accountable for yourself, you know? Um, And, and even on that, I wanted to, to just mention that I think when you're in the fitness industry, so I'm a personal trainer, you know, you are literally working with clients that you're, you know, with body image and things like that. We almost feel that pressure that we need to look a certain way, Mm -hmm. that we need to fit this mold so somebody can trust me and, you know, with their fitness journey. And yes, most people come to me because they want to lose weight. That's, that's what gets them in the door. Mm -hmm. But my whole goal is to get them to change the way my biggest thing that I feel like I really want to pour into people is like, I want them to stop being so mean to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they show up, they put in the work and they're doing all the things. But even when their body's changing, a lot of the times we hear, you know, God, I'm just so fat. Like, how do I get rid of this fat? And you just all these things. And I'm like, let's change the narrative. Like, let's be positive. Let's find things. And, and that's not to say you're going to be positive all the time. Like not you're going to feel it's okay to have those feelings, but you don't want to give it the power mm-hmm. to take control of your day, your week, um, and, and just really just take over you, your emotions and stuff. So I feel like, again, like that, the hardest thing, um, you know, with all that is trying to get people to just, take a step at a time. It doesn't have to be, you know, all the things all the time. Um, and it's okay that me as a personal trainer, I'm not 120 pounds, like, but I have never felt so good in my skin. And I feel like when I got pregnant, I was like, I'm going to have this super fit pregnancy. I'm going to just, you know, and, and for the most part my pregnancy, I was in, in true definition of being healthy. I was healthy, but I gained over 50 pounds and I don't think anyone's like looking at me as like the golden standard. Um, and that's okay. But I was healthy for me and I, and 
maybe somebody might look at me and be like, that's not the trainer I want because she's not this size. And mm-hmm. I've had to look past that and be that's not the clients I need right now. Those aren't mm-hmm. the ones that I feel like I need to be reaching, if that makes sense. So Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure for for anyone in like the nutrition or fitness industry. Like even in nutrition wise, like, yes, I did step away from calling myself a nutrition coach. I'm not there anymore, but that's what I, I do work with food freedom. And a lot of the times when you hear nutrition coach, like there is a standard of eating even, right? Like there's a standard of looking and then right. there's a standard of eating and like, I'm like 50 plus pounds past my like lowest and hardest, you know, my leanest or whatever. And if I love your point, it was like, if you don't want to work with me because I don't fit a standard of a body for you, then I would love, like my heart says, I would love to work. I would love to help you work past that. Right. Like, like I want to help you. Like I would love to like <laughs> let's crack that open because there is a little yeah. like beliefs and story that you have about yeah. uh body that we I would love to bring to the table. But yeah. at, at the same time, like if that's so heavily rooted for you, and that's okay that you know, you can't look past that right now. Right. And then that might make you resistant on the journey. And I think one of the things like I you know, I work with people who want to find, like you said, I want you to change the narrative. I want you to find the positive. I want, I want your brain to be less of that negative Nancy spot, like always criticizing. And we're wired for that again, right? Like so many years and through generations. And like, we could talk about, you know, parents influence and yeah, we so could, that could Uh, be a whole nother podcast episode. (laughs) Um, but it's the same for me. Like, I just want you to be happy. Like if I can help you be happy, then like, that's all I want in life because that ripples out. Like yeah. if you're happy, then you bring that happiness to your kids. Like it's, again, it's not saying that every single day is sunshine, rainbows and right. whatever. Like it's, it's being okay. Right. It's being okay. Like it's not okayness. I've been talking about okayness like the last week everywhere I go. It's like okayness. It's like being okay in the body that you have. Like you can have a goal to change it. Beautiful. I will support you in that. And you're okay. Right. You know you're okay. That's that confidence. That's that's unconditional because that's the big point that I want to drive here. That what is the conditional confidence? And we feel like a lot of my clients feel like, well, I want to get back to this because when I was smaller, when I was eating this way, yeah. I felt confident, right? And to that, I say yes and no because yes. <laughs> you don't anymore, yeah, right? Because it was so conditional on how you look on what you get from yeah. the outside world. If that's the only reason why you want to get back to a certain size, you know, um, those sort of things, then you're never going to be happy mm-hmm. because again, it's that conditional. It's like, if, and when I get to this, then I can be happy. And really, you really want to try to be happy in the whole process. And if, mm-hmm. if you get to that size again, and you're truly happy there, great. But more often than not, especially when our journeys, you know, when you're trying to say, I wish I looked like I did when I was 19 and you're now 32, chances are you're not going to be happy if you get there because it's not going to look the same on 32-year-old you as it did on 19-year-old you. And I think that's such a big thing because 
when I started my journey, very much, very similar to yours where, you know, I, I did lose a ton of weight and I was like 114 pounds and I looked at myself and I was so far away from happy with Mm -hmm. the way I was looking because I just didn't, I didn't look healthy Mm -hmm. and I wanted I wanted to be strong and I wanted to be healthy and I wanted to set a good example. And I wanted that true confidence. And so at 114, Faith was not confident. I did look like I was in high school and that's when I had an eating disorder and that wasn't yeah. a positive thing either. So it, it kind of took me back because that's what it reminded me of was that eating disorder. And I wanted to be so far from that, that I was like, no, we're just, we're just gonna, we're gonna bulk. We're gonna get some muscle. We ain't gonna look like that. And, and bulking is very, hard mentally if you're somebody who just spent decades trying to weigh less. Yes, yes, yes. But through my bulking journey, I definitely just, I just grew appreciation for how much our bodies can change and what they can truly do for us and how able I am so much happier and nicer. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that is one of those things when you are dieting really restrictively, you're not usually nice because you need carbs and yeah. you're just, you know what I mean? It's so easy to just to, to be angry and mm-hmm. take that frustration out on other people who just want to love you. So again, just kind of getting back into that mindset and, and bulking for me was honestly probably the, the pivotal point for me because mm-hmm. I learned so much about myself and and truly through that was where I was like, man, I love me and I love that I'm not 114 pounds right yeah. now because that's not where I was happy. And I, yeah. I feel like it kind of ties back into that, that hashtag of yours that find your happy. I love that. And I love that that's such kind of like a mission statement for you um, and your clients because your overall goal is like, like you said, it's okay if you're wanting to change your body composition. That's not a bad thing. You know, there's a time and a place for it. But if you're not finding you're happy in the process, what's it all for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's find your happy. It's create your happy. It's it's rediscover like who you are in this process because again, we, we do get lost. And, and you don't know who you are anymore. And that's why it's so hard to let go of the dieting and the weight loss because there's so much personality and persona and our own being tied into it and all of the stories and beliefs that you're telling yourself. So it's really a journey of, of, of rediscovering what those are, who you are outside of your body, outside. And that I mean, that goes beyond. I mean, it starts with the body because body image and like whatever you're struggling with is just a symptom of something that's on on the other side. Yep. It's it, it's just your notification system. Like oh, you're not dealing with something that's that's bigger. So it's you know like it's who you are outside of your body, outside of your work, outside of anything external. So that again, it's not toxic positivity. You're not going to be happy all the time, but you are going to be inherently okay. You will know that you are okay no matter how your body changes, no matter how much or little validation you're getting, no matter how well you're doing with lifting, you're not lifting, whatever, because we treat life and our bodies like they're not supposed to change ever. Like it's a static thing. Right. <laughs> it's like, you will have to look like this always. I will always have to work out this way, right? Once I find this sweet spot, it's like, it will always be like that which is not true. Like it's supposed to evolve and it's supposed to change and life will throw you curveballs because curveballs, because life is designed to throw you curveballs. And if it wasn't, if it didn't, 
give you those curveballs, then you wouldn't learn anything about yourself. And like, you want it. Right. And it, and that's, that's the journey is to really take the moments that are hard and, and use everything that you're encountering with your body, with your food, with your exercise and like all the other things outside of that and learn what, what, who you are, learn, like listen to yourself, learn to like those parts of you that are getting activated, learn why this feels, what insecurity is for you and how, and why insecurity is okay. Right. Big part of like that body image journey for me is like, I was and is for everybody else is learning that insecurity is okay. Now, like again, in the day, insecure days, we're like, oh my god, danger, danger! Like again, you're spiraling. Right. This is like the dark hole. And now, I mean, I've had insecure days, and like the last, even the last week, and it's literally it's become me just saying, oh, I'm insecure today. It's okay. You're accepting that feeling. Yeah. You're going to take it for what it is, but then you're able to move on. Yeah. It's like, oh, I have that moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm so insecure today. And I'll take it to my husband. It's like, I'm feeling so insecure today. And then and, and it doesn't take me hours anymore to get out of it. It's like, oh, there's, yeah. it's just my body. Like there's more pressing matters that I can attend to today. Like let me do other yeah. things. Now, do you find it helpful to address it? Like when it pops up, like, like almost like speak it into existence. Like mm-hmm. I'm feeling this way. How, how do you kind of navigate that? Like when that pops up? And, uh, great question, because I think that is one of the most important things that you can do on like if you have insecurities and if you are working with body image is to allow yourself to realize that it's happening and like call it out. Say like, oh, my gosh, I'm like having a bad body image day. Oh, my gosh, I'm feeling insecure. Oh, my gosh, I'm like all of these stories are in my head about my body because on a default, we are like, as soon as that shows up and I just, just talked about um, on a live with, with my other coach friend about like insecurity, um, how, you know, on the default, it's like, I'm insecure. Oh my God. Alarm. And like, you're automatically like buying yeah, it. Like you're not allowed to feel that way. Yes. Like it's alarming. It's not okay to feel that way. You're buying in, you're automatically buying into all of the stories that are showing up and all the thoughts that your brain is spewing at you. And, and your mind becomes this unsafe place to be right. Because of all of these stories popping up and all you want to do is get rid of it. Right. So you're right. doing all the things you're, you're, you're shutting down. You're, you're not showing up. You're, you're doing everything to make that feeling go away because it's not okay. Yeah. Right. Versus, but it's not working either. Like the more you're not okay. Yeah. Cause it's, it's just going to keep coming back. Cause you never yeah. addressed it. Right. Right. And like on, on the, like one of the, one of the things that you can, that you might do to make it go away is like, and not everybody's telling you to do is like slap a positive affirmation on it. Right. Like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling fat. Right. Like, or oh, I'm not beautiful. I'm not good enough. It's like, no, I am like, I'm going to repeat it till I die. But I am good enough. I am good enough. I am good enough. And that positive affirmations were taught to like, you know, when you have a negative thought, counter it with a positive. And that's not working either because it's, again, it's trying to make it go away. It's, it's, it's perpetuating the, the, the thought that I'm me feeling this way is not okay. Right. Me right. feeling it's, insecure it's, is not okay. You have guilt. 
Right. Yeah. It's almost like you feel guilty for feeling. (laughs) Right. Right. And then that creates more insecurity and more guilt and more shame. Absolutely. you're, You're getting in that. So yes, like now one of the things that I do and that I practice with every single one of my clients is first things first, like notice and notice that this is happening. Allow yourself right. to notice that you are insecure, right? You are stressed. You are having thoughts about your body. Call it out because we are scared of it. We don't want to admit it. We're scared because it isn't okay because there's so many negative things that are happening when it happens. So we're scared to say that it exists. But as soon as you notice that that's happening, then you can work with it. And it right? gives you that, that chance to, you know, like you said, work with it but then you can release it. You can let it go. It doesn't have to be a part of you. But I feel like when we don't address it, we're suppressing it. And yeah. so it's still there. You're just adding more stuff on top of it instead yeah. of saying, let's actually dissect. Why, why am I feeling this way? You know, like, wh- like, you know, and we mentioned this in, when you did the workshop where it's usually something else mm-hmm. going on in our lives that is making us notice this mm-hmm. or look for this. Sometimes we're we're looking for it, right? Because we want to fix things. Like we want control of our lives. And this is how we find control is picking control ourselves our body. apart. Yes, yes, pick ourselves exactly. apart. Exactly. Because that's just like such and you know, I you know I mentioned I had an eating disorder, but it started because I wanted to control something in my life. I felt no control in my life. And I was like, I can control this. I can control starving myself. Mm-hmm. I can control going to the bathroom after I eat. And it was so, so devastating to, you know, again, 2020, I'm looking back, you know, yeah, hindsight right. here. Yeah. I'm looking back at it and I'm like, God, that was so sad that that was the point I was in, but I was masking the true problem. It really mm-hmm. had nothing to do with how my body looked. You know, it had everything to do with how I was feeling about myself on the inside. And I personally felt like I couldn't be loved and for whatever reason, I thought it was because the way I looked. Mm-hmm. And hello, that's not where you get love. Not not true love. You know what I mean? Like that's not, it's only surface. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you picked it up somewhere, right? Like you, you learned that that's how I can, well, love, validation, right? That's how I can receive it. It's, it's through, back to that validation. Absolutely. Right. It, 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 it's through, it's like, I'm going to control my body, how I eat and whatever. And that's what will give me love. Right. Um, for me, as I'm like dissecting, and I'm still dissecting it, right? Because like, I, I remember being frustrated with myself too, because I was like, there is no reason for me to feel so insecure. <laughs> right? It's like, when right. I was we we tell ourselves it, that, like, we're yeah. not allowed to feel this way. Like, right. it's, it's shame like, on us. Yes, I was like trying to like, why are you here? Why am I feeling this way? And going back to like, I had such a positive, like, you know, childhood experience and this and that and whatever. And I kept questioning and getting frustrated with my own, like, part of me that was feeling like not good enough and not insecure and and I finally realized that sometimes you you don't even have to know like that deeper why it's just recognizing that you're feeling that way and that's okay and as soon as you accept that that's when you can work with it right because if you resisted and resisted and um then you're just giving your power away to that that negative thing that thought yeah right and it keeps feeding off of you because you keep resisting like no i don't want that i don't want that i don't want you here and it keeps coming back and coming back and coming back stronger and stronger because the stronger you resist the stronger it's gonna come back so true so true and as soon as you say 
okay, I'm insecure. Now what? Then all of a sudden you can figure out the ways that you can nourish yourself, the ways that you can hold yourself through that insecurity, the way you can hold yourself or maybe see the thoughts that are showing up and maybe for the first time actually listen to what's happening to you in that moment and and then go from there because now you know now you have something to go with now you have something to work with instead of continuously just pushing it down and 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 um and trying to shut it out but it's just coming back and the more you shut it down and push it back like the louder it's gonna come back because it just wants your attention it's saying, hey, look at me. I'm oh, saying something. You're quieting and, the notification of an update, yeah. right? It's like it's like that yeah. update. It's just going to keep popping up. It's going to keep popping up. And guess what? Eventually, it's going to like shut down your computer and reboot because it will force you to update. Right? You, you will get to that point. You will be completely broken if you don't yes. start will, listening to those notifications. You. Such a great yes. visual. It will force you to update. So one thing I wanted to ask you. Um, so when you're... What can people be doing to combat these body image, these bad body image days, like before they happen? Like, what can I do on a daily basis? Like, is there, are you following any like self love, self care? Like, what is it for you that you have found on your journey that has helped almost like reduce the amount? Because we're all, we're not blind to it. We're all going to have insecurities, like male, female, I don't care who you are you're going to be insecure about something Mm -hmm. and that something might change or it might just be something that forever you're insecure about. But how can we eliminate it popping up as much? Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yes. So that's a long answer is, or the the big answer (laughs) is to, to do the work, right. To listen Mm -hmm. to the stories, to unravel your stories, to not only work on it continuously as it shows up, right. To, um, as your thoughts show up, unraveling them, questioning them, but also allowing yourself to feel everything that you're feeling and really get to know, like that as the biggest thing, like do the work, right? It's it's, it's the hard answer, honestly. It's the hard answer. (laughs) Do the work, stop resisting. Because the more- I think that's a big thing. Yeah, stop resisting your experience, stop resisting your feelings, stop resisting the fact that your life might be chaos, right? Because when you look at it, and I mentioned in the workshop, is that, you know, okay so let me backtrack hard answer is do the work stop being afraid of those days and really invite everything in because the sooner you accept and start loving your insecurity the sooner that it's going to release its grip and it's not going to be as strong yes yes girl the more you love your insecurity the lesser of a grip it's going to have on you so you do the work you get to know yourself Um, And from like the more practical things, for example, learning the patterns of your insecurity, right? Again, it was coming back to that pause. It was coming back to that, oh, I'm insecure. Let me figure out why. Mm -hmm. Let me figure out what's happening in my life, finding the pattern. Because then you can prepare. It's almost like, yeah, it's it's the, the preparedness of it. It's like, oh, okay, on Sundays, I feel, and I see that in a lot of my clients, on Sundays, I feel like Sundays and Mondays are like my very big insecure days because I have Sunday scaries because I'm not secure about something at work. Yeah. Right. So when you know that, okay. Or when you know that it's coming, 
you can ask yourself like how I, I know it's coming right and I can lean into it's like how how do I want to be with myself when it comes yeah or do I want to change how can I love myself through this so that it's a little easier for me like what can I do differently that feels good and experimenting with it I think that's a big thing too because everyone's going to be different but let's let's see what works for you yeah and like experimenting like is it Again, is it noticing? Is it is it telling someone that that you're insecure? Is it leaning into that okayness in that moment? Is it um, is it working through the beliefs that you have about work, right? About your something that's stressing you out, maybe or adding more of that self care. Uh, but also, right. I want to I want to add that self care doesn't necessarily mean you know double baths and the manicure, right? <laughs> right. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> do, do bubble baths. Yeah. I don't do like manicures, obviously. I mean, you can see no, it right here. But same. <laughs> like, I don't like that's not self-care is doing the work. Right? And I think that's such a good point. It's it's doing the work, like listening to yourself and really breaking down who you are. That is self-care. And I think people have this idea of self-care is so tied to tangible things as like what you see on the surface, like relaxing, taking a bubble, you know, things like that. And it's like, it's so much more than that. And self-care can really be something much bigger than what we're giving it credit for. And I think people are like, well, I don't have time to take a bath. Okay. Well, that's fine. Do you have time to like check in with yourself? Cause have you done that lately? Because that's going to be more beneficial than your bath. I can promise you that. Yeah, because you are probably checking out on your bath. I, I'm not saying that. You're not. It's not, we're not saying this, right? you, you, Take you a can, bath if you want a bath. Yeah. You can check out all you want. And but, check in with but I think yeah. that's the whole thing is when we're doing our self-love, a lot of times we're checking out of of what the actual issue is. And we're not actually addressing it because we're we're over here loving our our outward body instead of our inward body if yeah. that makes sense. Like, I think that's the big thing there. Yeah. And, and one thing I wanted to circle back to, cause I think this is something that you have brought up and I think it's such a, again, I want to come back to it because you mentioned, you know, the Sunday scaries. So we're, people don't realize that a lot of those insecurities that come up are because of other things in our life that have nothing to do with our body. And I think that is so important that we're making sure that we're te- checking in of what is going on around us, what is going on in our lives that, because stress is such a big driving factor into mm-hmm. insecurities, because again, we're back to that control. Mm-hmm. We can't control what's happening at work, but what can we control? Our Being self. mean to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I love that that's kind of, you know, where you come, that angle that you come at, because I think that's a missing piece that we don't realize that our emotions and and how we talk to ourselves is actually completely attached to something completely different. And so I think when you mentioned, let's combat that, let's, we know that it's going to happen on Sunday. We know that we, we kind of, the stress of the week ahead is coming. What can we do? And, and checking in with ourselves. Yeah. Right there. Start right there. Start right there. Check in. Yeah, check in and do it on a daily basis. And especially on the good days, because we focus, we we laser focus on the negative days, right? And we kind of fly through the good days because they're good, right? Because there's nothing to pay attention to. Yeah. Which there is a lot to pay pay attention to. Like, what does make a good day for you? Right? 
Exactly. When, Checking in with that. Yeah. And like when you, when you are happy, you're likely not paying attention to your body whatsoever. Right? But it's telling you, even in the happy, it's telling you the same information that it tells you when it's not happy. We just tend to not listen. And yeah. like you said, what's making you happy in that day? Because then you can start to make sure you're doing those things so you have more happy days. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things, like strictly body-wise, it just, it, I, I didn't want to release it from my brain, so I'm going to shoot it out here. It's like to make <laughs> to make that, you know, the, 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 the body image or the insecurity less and less, um, like the, the group to be less and less over time. Stop putting your body on a pedestal when it does bring you that confidence. Yes. Right. When you are feeling confident saying it is because of my body, I'm feeling confident because like not glorifying the outward reason for your confidence, because then you're going to tie it back again. Every time. And so the only way I can be confident is. Yeah. So when you're saying like, okay, on Friday, I felt confident because I wore this outfit or because I wasn't bloated or whatever. Right. Or is that really true? Like what else happened during the night? I'm not saying that it cannot be true that, you know, wearing it, yeah. you know, not being bloated. But don't give saying, it all the power. Yes. Don't give it all the power that where it leads back to the only way I can be happy is if I'm confident in this outfit that I wore. Right. What, because it, what, what did you do? Who are you with? Right. What, what are these exactly. other things? Yeah. Yeah. What if it was you wore that outfit because you were confident? And I think people don't realize that because sometimes that's how it is. It's like you're already confident enough to put this outfit on. Right. It's not It's not that the outfit is making you confident. You're confident enough right. to wear it and feel good in it. Or the bloating example, that. it just like kind of popped into my head. It's like maybe you were involved because you weren't stressed from work all the time. Right? So yes. it was Friday, yes. you weren't stressed, you weren't bloated. So all of a sudden you felt good. And equated that to okay, I'm not bloated, so I'm confident. Nana, you're relaxed and happy, so you felt more confident. Yes, I love that. It's such such a good example of that right there. Yeah. So it's is it like is it really about your body? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. And I think again, that's what I your perspective is so important because a lot of times we just assume it's just the body. It's, mm-hmm. it has to be the body and it's yeah. just so much, so much else, you yeah. know? And I know you had mentioned that you, you know, you had, you had a great upbringing. You didn't have a lot of childhood trauma, things like that. And so for a lot of people, yes, it is childhood trauma mm-hmm. for me personally. Absolutely. That was kind of my driving factor, but just because you didn't have trauma as a child doesn't mean you're going to fully love your body. Um, you know, there are other things again, just being stressed on a daily basis, you know, that is going to cause those things. So even if you were somebody who had a perfect childhood, you don't get to escape, you know, body image, you know, again, and I don't think we talk about it enough, but male, female, doesn't matter who you are. Um, you know, like I I worked with a a couple uh, guys on, you know, on their confidence journey. And honestly, it's like the best thing, like when you are a male and when yeah. you are open to, to kind of releasing that and, and stepping into that, that yeah. happiness and confidence. Like it's so beautiful to witness. 
Yeah. And I think we're finally getting to a a point where men are allowed because yeah. sometimes they feel like they're not allowed yeah. to feel a certain way because because they've got to be masculine. They they can't yeah. have feelings. Yeah. And that's so not true. And the more a person taps into their feelings and really starts to focus on who they are and truly loving themselves along the way, whew, freedom. Yeah. freedom, freedom right there, freedom right finding there. they're happy. Yeah. Finding their happy. That's and I love fun. that you've got to, you know, work with a couple men and and hopefully that's something that continues in the future that yeah. men want to check in with themselves. Um again, even with mental men health and stuff. Like, come, they are like, so amazing. They are. <laughs> they are. And it's just it's a different perspective a mm-hmm. lot of the times. Um, but it's nice because you can help mm-hmm. anyone who's yeah. having that issue, you know. And so um as we wrap things up here, I feel like you and me could probably talk for days. And I feel like we have so much, you have so much wisdom to share. Um, Is there anything you kind of want to wrap up with that you want to leave everyone with? Maybe like just even an overall message. Like if you take nothing else from this podcast, what do you want them to hear? If you take nothing else, uh, what I want you to come out of this is to say that it's okay to experience whatever you're experiencing. Like, that's the biggest message. It's okay to want validation. It's okay to have a bad body image day. It's okay to hate yourself in this moment. It's okay. And that's where your journey starts, is allow yourself to be okay with your experience right now, because that will allow you to step into, that. that's already you loving yourself, to realize that I hate myself. Yeah. Be okay with whatever you're experiencing and 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 give it and lean into it instead of resisting from it. Woo. Powerful. Powerful. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So tell people where they can find you because while yes, this is this is just a snippet of your knowledge, um, I feel like you do a great job on social media of kind of bringing that message home and a constant reminder of it's okay. Um, to feel the way you're feeling, you are valid. Um, and just, you just share so much. So tell the people where they can find you, if they want to work with you, all that fun stuff. The easiest way to find me is on my Instagram. That's where I hang out the most, um, at Ada Andesum, my first and last name. Um, and so if you want to DM me, if you want to find my content, that's the easiest way to find it. I am on Facebook a little less, but if you Google my, like, if you pop up my name, um, again, Ada Andes, um, you'll find me. And then if you want to learn about how to work with me, I do work one-on-one with people to do, to do, to bring them into their, their confidence and their happiness and kind of step out of their own way. Um, again, you can message me a message on, uh, on Instagram or, or find me at my, you can hop on my website, see what it's all about. Um, it's fyhappy.com. So findyourhappy.com. Um, and, love it. um, and I would love to connect with whoever just, just, just to see if it's Yeah. Uh, and like life. I said, you're so positive over there and, and anyone don't feel intimidated. Don't feel Ada is the sweetest person. Like I said, truly has become one of my best friends. Um, she is more than willing to have you slide in those DMS, even if you just want to say, Hey, I listened to your podcast episode and really resonated with me. Thank you. Yeah. If that's something that you know speaks to you, 
She's there for you. Um, Definitely go find her, check her out. Um, And I just want to say again, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast. Like you have such a great perspective. And I I really hope that people take that ending message that you left them with because it's so powerful. Now, don't get me wrong. Everything you said today was, was great, but just you really tied it together perfectly. And I hope people really just take that and run with that because such good stuff. So again, thank you for being here and we will see you again next time, guys. Thank you for having me.